We thank you, Father, for your unfailing love. We thank you, Father, for your undying love. Thank you for your pure love. Thank you for this manner of love which you have bestowed upon us. Thank you for this manner. Thank you for this manner of love. Thank you for this kind of love which you have opened unto us, which you have bestowed upon us. Thank you for this manner that we should be called sons. Thank you for this manner of love. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for your mercy, for your kindness, for raising us up even to come to you. Thank you for curing our blindness. Thank you for enlightening our darkness. Thank you for opening our sight to the truth of your word, even to the true inheritance, even the true calling where which you called us into, even to be partakers of your inheritance, even to be partakers of your love and your kingdom, even to inherit your kingdom, to come even into the place where you are, even the place where you've, which you have prepared for us, even a place, a place inside you. Thank you, Father, for your, for your oath. Thank you for that which you have sworn, even to save us to the uttermost for yes, you ever live it even to make intercessions for us father thank you for this love thank you for the grace even to enter into your word not just your word alone even for the spirit of your word which give it life and which give it understanding even to the meek thank you for how you have helped us even with entrance thank you so far our father thank you thank you for how far you've brought us we appreciate you we 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 recognize that this is an opening in the spirit uh, even for the program of the salvation even of our soul which we are journeying daily 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 even by daily coming into purification of your of your love even the purification of our heart into the sanctification of the spirit even into the redemption by the blood thank you for your work which you are doing. Thank you for the water of sprinkling, even for sprinkling, even from the holy place, which you are calling us into, even into the most holy, even the most holy of your love. Thank you for the sprinkling of your blood. Thank you for the sprinkling, even of your commandment upon our heart. Thank you, Father. We appreciate you. Thank you for this oath, which you have taken, even to save us to the uttermost. Father, we say, be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Today, Father, we come under you again. We come out, Michal Pithred, under your word, under the ministration of your spirit, even under the speaking of your spirit, even that angel, our 
which you have sent, even to deliver your word, even to speak your word, even to deliver your gospel, even into our heart, even to deliver us, to bring us into that which you have designed and called us into, even to come into strength in the spirit. We say thank you. We thank you. We thank you for the grace because it is not of works, it is not our strength, it is not by might, but by your spirit. Even by the mercies of your grace, which you have sent to us, have we come and we will receive grace for grace. Thank you, Father, for the anointing of your spirit, even to find your word, even to speak your word. Father, we come under you today. We come under your spirit, even under the ministration of your word, that you will strengthen us inside, inwardly, greatly, even to declare your word. And to declare your word even in might. Thank you. Pat pecto part. Pit part. Pat part. Pat pit part. Pit part. Pit part. Pat part. Pit part. It part. Pit 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 part. Pit pit part. Pit part. Pat part. Pat part. Pit pit part. Pat part. Part. Part, 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 parts, 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 part, pit, part, pit, 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 part, 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 part. Thank you, Father, for parts which you are opening in the spirit, even parts for our soul to journey in the spirit. Thank you for entrance. For souls mm. to come into paths of righteousness. Yes, yes, thank you. Lord. Thank you for the grace which you are bringing in this mm. season and time. Yes. Even for souls yes. to begin to journey in the path. Yes, in the narrow. Yes, in the Lord. narrow path. In the path which is a narrow. Which end in life. Which end in life. Which mm. end in life eternal. Which yes. end in life everlasting. Yes. Which end in life eternal. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for paths which you are opening. Thank you for parts, parts, parts which you have carved in your son. Thank you for parts which you have laid. Thank you for the foundation which you have laid. Thank you for the foundation which you have laid. Thank you for the foundation which you have laid. Thank you for the part which you have opened. Thank you for the foundation. Thank you for the foundation which you have laid. Thank you. Thank you, Father. We thank you. We give you all the praise. We think give you all the praise. Amen. We give you all the praise. Amen. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that this morning that we'll come into the strength of your word, Amen. even into the might of your word by your spirit in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, I submit under you. I surrender under you this morning, even under your spirit, and that you will give grace even to, to deliver your word, even as you design it in the spirit in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for help this morning. Help me to yield to you totally. Help my members. Help my mind. Help my soul. Help help my spirit to yield to you totally. You want to deliver your word. Father, I I relinquish myself of self-strength. Father, I come totally under you. I throw myself into you, into the realm which is prophetic, into the realm which is unseen, into the realm which only your wisdom can bring. I submit under you, Father. I pray, O Lord, that you will heal every fear in our heart this morning. In the name of Jesus, Father, I pray 
for the giving of your spirit. Let every heart come into the dispensation of your word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. For I know you have heard us. Thank you for your spirit. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. I welcome everyone this morning. Uh, I welcome uh, everyone that is joining us online. Uh, You're welcoming to another blessed day. I hope we're all ready for the blessing of the Spirit. Uh, We thank God for how He has helped us so far. We thank God for how He has how he has designed us to uh, begin our journey this year. Mm-hmm. I want to thank God for all he has done. I want to thank God for his word. I thank God for his spirit, which is keeping alive in each and every one of us. Uh, I also want to just appreciate each and every one joining us online. Uh, thank you for bearing with us uh, these uh, limitations. You know, we were away and... Uh, because we are away, we are we got back and we had to quarantine too, according to uh, the uh, health order. Uh, I know that God God would definitely help us for that. Even as we look forward to when we begin to meet physically, uh, hopefully in the nearest uh, week we'll be meeting soon. Uh, now our, our quarantine would end on Saturday next week, so. I'm trusting God even that by that time that there would be more uh, laxing uh, orders in the province so that we can gather for I long to see your faces. I long to see your faces all, you know, it, you know Paul writes to the brethren too that he loved, he would love to see their faces. You know, there is the blessing uh, of just seeing your countenance. Right, because uh, the countenance of a brother sharpens the countenance of another. So one man, iron sharpened iron, yeah. uh, right? As one man sharpened the countenance of the uh, other. Uh, it means that, uh, you know, just seeing each other, there is a, a, a lifting that could take place just by beholding our faces. I pray that heaven would help us and continue to help us uh, to yield. And I want to just appreciate your tenacity in the spirit for yeah. bearing so far. I know some of you, you know, you know with some that I've heard, you know, expressing the need to to come, but, you know, God is going to help us. Yeah. And by God's grace, uh, we, are, we are going to meet very soon. Amen. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we thank God for his mercies and uh, his word. Uh, we thank God for last week. I just felt in my heart that I would just continue from there. Uh, I'm trusting God that God will help us this morning and he will speak his mind to us. Amen. <clears throat> and what, what, think, what, what we have been learning um, last week as heaven began to speak to us was uh, there was more emphasis on moving from uh, manifestation into edification. And when we talk about edification, we are talking about the building of the soul, uh, the movement of the soul from manifestation into the edification of the spirit. Amen. And uh, 
uh, edification simply means that uh, there is a building that is taking place or if you want to call an edifice what is an edifice uh, an edifice is something that is raised built mm? an edifice is not something that is not seen an edifice is a building that is raised now what is causing that building to be standing is because that building has been edified with materials with uh, properties with things that could cause that building to stand right so without without edification a building can't stand right so what what what, what do you use to edify a building now, to edify a building you have to you have to lay the blocks right you have to bring materials together you have to bring um, the building instrument building instrument that you will use the building instrument that we would use to uh, raise the the building amen and then we began to look at the dimension of the manifestation uh, before we move into edification amen I just pray everyone would help me this morning just amen. to to paint his word amen. just to deliver his word I yield myself totally in the spirit father help send amen. help let amen. let help come let help come yes. in your word let help yes. come feet money my feet to feet 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 Feet, 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 cost feet, 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 foot, feet, 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 feet. Feet, 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 feet. Thank you, Father. Uh, thank you, Father. Mm, I just perceive heaven is talking about the the aspect of the feet, uh, centering on. I believe in my heart. I, I just it's more of the strengthening of our feet. That's what I just am perceiving in my heart. And when you say the strengthening of our feet is in the journey uh, of Christ, because our, our feet need to be solidified. Mm. Our feet needs to be strengthened. And how they strengthen that feet is by the preaching of the gospel, by the word of God, which we are hearing. And then we begin to bring those words into our soul and begin to uplift us. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Uh, so I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 6 that we read last Saturday and I'm just going to continue from there uh, as I was talking about uh, moving from manifestation into edification it is important that we understand uh, the aspect of manifestation now the, I, I use the word manifestation because what we see often in that dimension is the manifestation of the spirit right it is not really the edification of the soul and the manifestation of the spirit 
is has a goal and that goal is to actually make the the spirit or, or the sorry to make the soul of a man spiritual and heaven is very keen and they, 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 they love to actually show the manifest the manifestation aspect of the journey which is just the beginning of the journey of a believer in righteousness amen I, uh, I'm going to read from verse, verse uh, chapter 6, verse 1, and I'm going to read to verse 12. Um, so I read from verse 1. It says, Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor your, thy father and thy mother, which is the first commandment, with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. On the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Not with eye service as man pleases, but as the servant of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, with good will, doing service as to the Lord and not to men, knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. And ye masters, do the same things unto them, forbearing threatening, knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him, neither is there respect of persons with him, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the evil, of the devil. Patrothemaya. We may be able to what? To stand against the wiles of of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and power. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore, having your loins, guard about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, 
and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And what? And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fairy darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly. To make known the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in bonds. And therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read back again. I'm going to start from verse 11. It says, uh, from verse say, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the all armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For what we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. If we look at uh, the book of Ephesians, uh, we begin to look at it from the beginning. There's been a lot that uh, Paul has been speaking even to the Ephesian church. Uh, we notice in verse 1, he began to talk to them about being spiritual mm. or spiritual blessings, which is in heavenly places. Um, with the wisdom of words, I, I, I don't know, know how, to, how to say this, but with the wisdom of words, Paul began to address the believer's uh, journey in the spirit. Now, he began to talk to them about something spiritual, mm. right? Saying to them that, blessed be God, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings mm. in heavenly places in Christ, right? He talked about that's how he opened Ephesian church up. Mm. Talking about spiritual blessings, which mm. is kept mm. in Christ, right? Because there are heavenly places inside Christ, because heavens mean planes, right? There are planes in Christ. There are heavenly places in Christ. Amen. Amen. So, Paul began to speak and begin to bring the attention of the Ephesian church into that arena, or that, that, that dispensation of a spiritual blessing. Now, then he began to talk about what God had in plan to bring all things into Christ. He began to talk about Christ. Then, he now began to tell them that although uh, I've seen your love and faith towards the saint, I never cease to make mention of you in my prayer. Mm. 
now, meaning that I'm, I've seen that you've done something now and you are ready for the next step, right? You are ready for the next step. You should not just stay in the dimension of manifestation. Let me use that. Of manifestation. How? Because that aspect is manifestation. Why? Because there is where you see the manifestation of the gift of the Spirit. Right? Mm. Now, you see the manifestation of the gift of the Spirit. All the experience of a believer mm. in this state is relevant to manifestation. Mm. Is what? Relevant to manifestation. Is relevant to manifestation. Manifestation. And manifestation is not designed to actually deal with the things that is carved in the soul. If that is clear. Manifestation does not have what it takes to wrestle with the, the development of the soul of a man. Manifestation has its blessings, like I said. In short, every believer must grow in manifestation. What I mean by that doesn't mean that your focus is all manifestation. It means that you should find joy in spiritual things. You should find joy in spiritual things. Why? Because most of the things when you are in the presence of God, you are in awe, you know, you are worshipping, and you begin to feel the presence of God, you know, you begin to speak in tongues. Mm. And if you check it, mostly they all end there. Unless, of course, you, now begin, you, you, you begin to have dealings in the Lord, where the Lord now begins to address things in the heart. Mm. Amen. Amen. They begin to what? Address things in the heart. Praise God. Now, where we start from, where, or where we start from is to journey away from flesh and blood or manifestation. Now, when, when I say flesh and blood here now, uh, I'm talking about when you say flesh and blood. Flesh and blood is something you see. When you say flesh and blood, it's something that is tangible. Flesh and blood is like it's a man you are seeing. When you say flesh and blood, you are seeing a man, right? Flesh and blood is actually an expression of manifestation, right? Mm-hmm. Now, but what you are seeing being made manifest has a spiritual design behind it. How? If you look at how God created man, in the beginning, God created man, but man was not visible. Man is spiritual. Amen? Amen. Man is what? Spiritual. Man is spiritual. Now, let me read Genesis. I'll read Genesis chapter... Genesis chapter 
chapter 1 and I'll read from verse 26 and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So you see where he created man here. right? And inside this man is both Adam and Eve. But this man, you are not seeing it. Right? And God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fishes of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Amen. So we can see here how God created man. Amen. Then from verse, I'll go to chapter 2, verse 1. It said, Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them and on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified because that in it he had rested from all his works, which God created and made. You see, and... These are the, and then we can talk about the generations of the heavens and of the earth, right? And every plant of the field. Then let me move to verse. I'll quickly go to verse. I'll go from verse 5. See, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. So you see that there was not a man to till the ground. So verse 6 says, But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. Excuse me. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril the breath of life. And man became a living soul. You can now see that this is now how man became. How? God now created, he formed the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostril. Hmm? Mm. <laughs> the breath of life. And what happened? And man became a living soul. Now, this living soul is now brought into manifestation. Mm. Hmm? Living soul is what brought man, who is a man, who is, a, who is spirit, into manifestation. Mm. Right? Mm. So you now see that manifestation is the least... Manifestation is the least dimension of expression. Mm. <laughs> Let me use that word. It was the least dimension of expression or which is meant for expression. Mm. 
to see that which is in the spirit. Amen. Amen. You see, so, where we all start from, when we give our life, no, before we even give our life to Christ, where we are journeying from is a realm of manifestation. How Satan has been killing men over time has been to ensure that they enter more into manifestation. But not in God's sense. But manifestation in the negative sense. Now, flesh, you know, flesh is the least, is the, let's say flesh, or the physical man, flesh and blood, is the least creation. Or sorry, is the least, or is the last aspect of God's creation in the sense that after that which you see, there's nothing else. Right? Things journey back from there into the spirit. Right? Things journey back from the physical, backward into the spirit, but not spirit into, nat- into natural. Right? Uh, what I mean by that is, you know, because when I'm saying this, there might be some, you know, thinking, ah, but how God gives us things is from the spirit. Of course, there's a, that, that God gives you things, right? In the spirit, which flows, and then you begin to express it. Right? Of course, but what God has given you is not in the natural. What God gave you is in the spirit. What, how you deal with God is by spirit, right? Because God is spirit. And those that must worship must worship in spirit and in truth, right? So what God gives the soul is a spiritual blessing, right? Not a physical. What we just see is that God designed the, the natural realm for just manifestation. But what God is more concerned about is the stature inwardly. Now, it will be, imagine if you have a stature in Wadwood and you have no place to express, it will be a very terrible state to be, mm. right? There, God, God created, in everything God created, there's, there's realms of expression. There's always what? Realms of expression. And the way God designed it, God designed it that everything God made for man, God designed it that there will be an expression in a way, just in the natural. So if you ask me, the natural in itself is not what is bad. Mm. Right? Because when God, it's God that made it, isn't it? God created the trees. God created the, the seas. God created everything. And God put laws in there for how, for how things should work called natural laws. Mm. No, you'll be thinking, God, it's not God. Who, who made the natural? It's God. Who, who, who designed the way the tree should grow? It's God who designed how the water should flow. God. It's God that designed how a, a lion should be. Abby? It's God that designed how, how things should grow, how, how food should grow, you know, how, how trees should bear fruit, how, how uh, creatures should multiply, right? It's God that created that. But what happened is... Satan now began to perverse the natural. And then he's now causing man to hang his hope on the natural. And the more men began to do that, 
the more men began to hang their hope on the natural, the more they die. Because it is not designed that you live from the natural. Right? You ought to live spiritually. The supply must be spiritual. Then you find expression in the natural. Amen. But Satan began to put effort on men. On men. So that men will not begin to journey further into death. Hmm? And they will begin to kill the life that is in them. How? Because they were, as a result of living from the natural, what was happening is in their soul, things began to die. How? They had been, you know when Adam, when Adam died, or when his spirit died, his spirit died, or his candle was snuffed. That doesn't mean that the candle was useless. Hmm? The candle was not off really. It is what was what the candle was off to was God's light. Inside him, right, there is another light that is that, that has now come upon his candle, which is called darkness. Darkness, which men begin to leave. Hmm? And the, the reward of living with that kind of darkness, eh, the reward of it is, is what we call the, the flesh life. The flesh life is different from flesh and blood. Flesh and blood, I've not revealed this to you. Flesh and blood, flesh and blood. When it says flesh and blood, I'm talking about the natural. A man, you know, a man is flesh and blood. Right, because you have meat and you have blood flowing through your veins. Right, so flesh and blood is different from flesh. The or the life of flesh, which is the reward of darkness, or the reward of living with darkened understanding. Amen. Is the reward of living with, with what? With darkened understanding. It is the reward of it. Flesh is something bettered out of a life you inherited. Flesh is not just. You know, when, when we, we say flesh, 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 flesh. Yeah. How did men get to flesh? Mm-hmm. Something was happening. They were continuously being made alien to the life of God. Through what? Through darkness and an ignorance which is in them. Amen. Let's read Ephesians. This whole book of Ephesians is a is a is a pathway of if you read Ephesians all through, you actually see the journey from flesh to fullness of Christ. Mm? And it's not just in Ephesians alone. You see that if you look at the, the letters of the apostles, what they were gearing towards was, you know, when you are reading their letters and you don't have the New Testament understanding or the, or you don't have access into the epistle, you would lack understanding in those letters. And 
the only way you can interpret them is by letter, not spirit. Is by what? Is by letter, which means that as you are reading it, all, the only way you can interpret the scripture will be through your own natural mind. And that natural mind has a problem. That natural mind does not have the light it takes to understand. Because these things that they are writing are spiritual understanding. Right? And sincerely and honestly, all of us are like that when we started our journey. We had no light. So the light we had is the light of manifestation. Right? It's the light of what? Yeah, manifestation. Of manifestation. So it's the light of manifestation that we, we were using to interpret scriptures. Which is why most of the time our interpretation of scripture of sorry, our interpretation of scripture is not spiritual. Yeah. It is carnal. What's the carnal? It is it is mostly yeah. related to flesh yeah. and blood dimension. And here's the secret. Flesh and blood dimension can't. Flesh and blood dimension can't inherit the kingdom. Or flesh and blood can't receive the kingdom. Amen. Amen. Flesh and blood can't what? And blood can't receive the kingdom. Ah, where's is that? That should be in John, I believe, right? Uh, if I'm right, or First Corinthians. Amen. First Corinthians, chapter fifteen. Right, it says flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom. Please, I don't want. I don't want to forget this thought, but I want to uh, read that verse so that I can uh, by God's grace just speak. First Corinthians as I'm here this morning, I'm, I'm wrestling with spirit. First Corinthians fifteen. Mm-hmm. Or, or you think just just speaking we don't wrestle with we wrestle with we are wrestling with spirit who does not want us to understand mm-hmm. and also doesn't want the word of God to be established in our heart. Amen. Amen. Uh, and I pray that God would open each of our hearts. Eh? Let our hearts be open this morning uh, to yield into the spirit so that the word can open to us. Amen. Uh, verse, uh, verse 50. It says, Now, this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Let's read from verse 49. It said, And as we born the image of the earthly, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now, what is this image of the heavenly that they are talking about? Hmm? 
Of course, this image of the heavenly is Christ. Because Christ is the image of God. Now, as you've born the image of the earthly, so also we've born the image of the heavenly. You know, we bought the image of the earthly. That's the earthly image we bear. Hmm? The earthly image we bore is our recognition or our identity that we have married that is earthly. Hmm? He says, if, if, I, if I actually read from verse 48, he said, as, it, as is the earthly, such are they also that are earthly. Eti, sorry. And as it is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Now, they are not talking about they that are earthly. In the, or, or even if they say earthly, what do you think they are referring to? Of course, it is not earthly in the sense of just relating in the natural. It has to do with an earthly nature in the soul. Right? Now, it is an earthly nature in the soul, right? As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Who are those that are heavenly? Are those that have moved from flesh and blood. They are moved from manifestation. Now, when you talk about heavenly, you talk about those that have been edified spiritually. Right? Because how the edification takes place is by coming into resources that are kept in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. There are things reserved in heaven for you. Ready to be revealed. Right? Now, in my heart, you know, when you say reserved in heaven for you, you know, there's a sense where we interpret it that you know, it's kept in heaven right now where angels are. There's that sense, but those things that you are seeing in heaven right now is coming from another heaven where the provision was made, which is in Christ where heavenly blessings are kept, right? Now, those spiritual blessings is what comes to us as spirit and life. Amen. Amen. Now, you, you begin to come into those things to be able to bear the image of the heavenly. Mm. But let me read further. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we also, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Mm. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption Inherit incorruption. What does that mean? He's saying that flesh and blood can inherit. It's not that flesh and blood won't inherit or flesh and blood can inherit. No. Flesh and blood can't. It means there is no way you can put it, you can, there's no way you can design it. It is actually impossible for flesh and blood, not because it's just flesh and blood, but because the nature of flesh and blood does not have what it takes to inherit the kingdom of God. Now, please, 
You notice the, the word here is the kingdom of God. That does not mean the kingdom of heaven. Right? It's the kingdom of God. Inside the kingdom is the kingdom of Christ and of God. Inside the kingdom is the kingdom of Christ and of God. So there is the kingdom of Christ which those that escape flesh and blood come into. Right? If you've not escaped flesh and blood, you can't move into you can't move into the kingdom of Christ. Now, when you journey in the kingdom of Christ to fullness or the fullness of Christ is when you now begin to move into inheriting the kingdom of God. And of course, this inheritance is not, some, is not a physical thing. You see, it's as a result of growth in your stature and nature, which has to do with development in the soul. The reason for inheriting the kingdom of God or how you will inherit, let me use the word, how you will inherit the kingdom of God is that your soul must be elevated into a state which is sure, called sure foundation. Right? Now, you begin to come, you have to come into Christ, which is the process of edification. When you move into Christ, you are moving into edification. You are being edified. Mm. Now, mm. that is how you would know that you are actually beginning to journey in the kingdom of Christ because you are beginning to move into edification. You are no longer dealing with manifestation. You are no longer, you are moving away from flesh and blood. You are moving away from what? Flesh and blood. Flesh and blood dealing can be can be sweet. Can be what? Awesome. Why? Because that's where you now begin to see gift of the spirit being made manifest. But you now notice that there's there's a limitation in that aspect. The manifestation does not have power to become son. Does it have what? Now, if you read, if you read John, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want to lose my train of thought. Uh, you know, as just teaching this because, I, but when I say it does not have power to become, power to become is different from just knowing. There is knowing. There's, there's, a, there's a power to become. The power to become only comes in Christ's dimension. You can't, you can't become if you've not come into the power of God, unto salvation. 
You need to come to begin to deal with what? With the power of God, which is unto salvation. Power of God unto salvation is what makes you or what gives you power to become. Becoming a son is not becoming born again. You can be born again and you are not a son. In short, you are not a son. You are a babe. A babe is different from a child. Right? A child is different from a son. Even in the natural, you know a babe. When you are dealing with a child, you know a child is a, is a babe. is a baby. That baby has no clue what he's doing. That baby has no clue what is around them. You know, right? But it is the responsibility of the parent around them to cater and for the need of the babe. And that's where most of us are, spiritually. Why? Because we, we just deal with God like that. God, I want this way, way, way. I want that way. I want this way. Then, don't be surprised that God gave you those things. Because although, that's not really what God wants to give you. But God, what is God doing? God is catering for you just like you will cater for your child. Yeah. If you give that to a child now, and the child is, even though after you're like, shut up there, stop, what's your problem? Oh yeah, come, take. In your heart, it is not your will to give that thing. But as a result of just being a parent, a mother, a father, you just decide to give them. Now, that's what they call, if your father being evil, if you being, being evil knows how to give good gift, right? That is you as a natural person, you know how to, being evil, know how to give gift. Which means even in the, in, the, in the sense of the natural, in the natural sense, you know how to give good gift. And you are, when you say you are evil, doesn't mean you are a devil. You know, most of the time, when, you, when people say you are evil or you have sin or you have problem, the first thing that comes to mind is, I'm not in darkness. Uh, no, I'm not in darkness. You are not of the devil. Uh, so, you know, and what does that is a sense of protecting one's life and lack of understanding too. Why? Because, of course, there's a gap in the understanding. That if, if you had understood that what darkness is referring to talks is talking about a life in the soul mm. that the the light the, mm. the the soul has been used yeah. to it has been what used to. it has been used to there's a life you and I are used to yes, which we used to live mm. that life is not god's life yeah. it's as simple as that mm. even though we get born again we are not yet introduced to God's life. Right? But most of us, when we get there, when we get born again, what the teaching teaches us over time is that you are born again, therefore you are of God. Of course, your spirit is fully born again. You are, your spirit is of God, but your soul is not. Right? So your soul, and the reason why your soul is not is because the way you deal with the soul is different from how you deal with the spirit. The spirit is faster than the soul. Amen. Amen. Now, that what raised men is that wisdom. 
that they gained from darkness that defined what life should be. And what that means, and what that life, what, what I was gearing at before we moved here, what that life is designed to do really is to make sure that it pervades your understanding of truth. Now, when I say pervades your understanding of truth is it begins to yeah. define what truth looks like to you. And that's why there are many truths in this world which is faulty. If you check many truths, I call them true, but they are not truth. If you check many truths, they are devoid of charity. They are devoid of God's love. Even though there must be, there might be a sense of, you know, and if you check it, if you really check it, most of what the life or the flesh preaches is how to love yourself. You know, there's a, there's a way to love yourself in giving to people. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know, there's the, so, so that, you know, men can, men, men can be deceived by, oh, just because I am ch- charitable, I give, no, you know, you know, they just told us, you being evil, know how to give good gift. So you can be evil and yet know how to give good gift. Being evil does not mean that you are killing people's head and cutting it up and down and you are slaying them every day. Being evil has to do with about the state of the soul. If a soul has not come into life, that soul is still evil. And that soul can bear the image of the heavenly. And that soul is a soul that is not being edified. There's something much more that, and that's where, and, and here's here's where a lot of believers struggle, because when they, when the journey manifestation journey manifestation it gets to a point where they begin to ask what there must be something more. Now, even though they may be okay satisfied in what they are, but if we are really sincere, I'm just seeing it in myself. If we are sincere, there's there's always that tingling, that tingling. Sense need for more, but then because of lack of understanding, what men begin to move into is they begin to give their strength. Okay, let me fast and pray more. Let me maybe maybe I just need more anointing. Maybe I need more. Mm. And some people are very comfortable in their anointing. They then they pray to get more anointing. No, the reason why most people are praying is so that they can say, Ah, what God said to me, what God said to me, what God said, Ah, God told me, God told me that. Like we we like, it's always is a babe that is always that is always talking about God said, God said, God said, God said. Why? Because they are trying to have a sense of I know my God, my God knows me. I of course, me too, I hear God. Mm. Of course, nobody's disputing that. Mm. Right? I was led, I was led, I was led, I was led, I was led. God said to me, God said to me, God said to me, God told me, God told me, God told me. Mm. We we understand. You understand, right? It's still a, is a is a babe stature, in a sense, right? Because when you begin to talk about edification, you begin to talk about maturity in the spirit. Then you begin to talk about understanding. How you how you begin to relate with people is now in understanding rather than manifestation. Amen. Amen. Let me move. Let me move further. So he said, "We'll bear the image of the, the heavenly." And then he says that flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God. And, uh, and the reason why flesh and blood can't enter the kingdom is because there, there, is, there, is, there is the deficiency of God's life in there. 
flesh and blood is alienated from the life of God. What does alienated mean? means the life of God is foreign to that soul. The life of God is what? Is foreign to that soul. I don't, it's because I don't, I don't have utterance to paint that picture today, so I'll leave it. But I feel there's a sense and there's a need to understand the difference between being born again and actually coming into life. They are totally two different things. You know, when we get born again, our sense begins to tell us that we are, we are born again, therefore we have the life of God in us. You have the life of God in your spirit, but it is foreign to your soul. Why? All that you know, all that you have been taught, all that is stored in that soul is a life that has been taught by a spirit. Now, when you talk about this world, this world is not just... Uh, you know, when you talk about the world, people, people think about just systems, oh, how the world designed what life. But they don't understand that all those systems is not, is in, is not just in place by men. It's put in place by men who have embodied the, 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 the nature of spirits that are negative or anti-Christ in nature. They are what? They are anti-Christ in nature. So which means that in our soul, we have not gained enough life. We've not gained life mm. to be citizens. Let me use that word. To be what? To be citizens. citizens. You know, alien mm. mean you are foreign. foreign. Yeah. Citizens mean you are a man of the land. Yeah. Yeah. God wants to take us away from being aliens yeah. to citizens. But you can't be a citizen... When you say citizen, is a, a citizen of a kingdom. Hmm? Just because you are born again does not mean you are a citizen. I will use an example. You know when you came to Canada, you are not a citizen. You are a what? You are a student. Your state is even weird. But you are in Canada. You reside in Canada. You, you stay in Canada. Then what happens? You begin to process your paper so that you can become permanent resident. Which means they can still throw you out. If you are not a permanent, in short, they don't need to throw you out. You, your time will expire. Your status as a, as, as a non-permanent resident expires at a date. And at that date, whether you like it or not, you must carry yourself and leave the land. There are many believers where in their soul, even though they are born again, there is still the nature inside, the wisdom that is a threat to becoming citizens. Right? Yes, sir. Then how that life mm. came about is not it's not it's not too much a mystery. Right? It's just that we have been taught to ignore it. Mm. Or the way Satan created that life, yeah. he created ignorance. Yeah. If you read Ephesians chapter 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 4. Amen? Yeah. If you read Ephesians chapter 4, 
I'll read from verse 17. This has said, therefore, testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. <laughs> in the what? The vanity of their mind. Okay, so wait, see. See this state here. So do not walk as other Gentiles walk. A Gentile can be classified as a flesh and a blood. But he said, do not walk as what? As other Gentiles walk. So because they are Gentiles, even though they are purchased, in verse 1, unto the redemption of the purchased possession, uh, of the purchased possession right? Ephesian church. Now, what I'm saying all this thing, please understand that this yeah. is talking about dimensions of growth in the soul that yes, has sir. to take yes, place. Sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Right? Yes, sir. Now, so do not walk as other Gentiles walk, which means that before you got born again, there's a way Gentiles walk by design, by nature. They are not far from it. Whether you like it or not, you don't, you don't ever have to do anything or any effort. You just by design, just live that way. It's not, you, don't even, you, are, you, you live that way effortlessly. Said, so do not walk as other Gentiles walk. How do they walk? They walk in the vanity of their mind. So see, they work in what? In the vanity of their minds. Now, what is it? The vanity of their mind. Vanity is what, is, is what we call, vanity is emptiness, is nothing that Satan calls something. Which makes men flesh. Hmm? Now, the reason why you feel a need to get some things is because that thing meant something to you, isn't it? Some things may not be nothing to you, but to some people it's something. Hmm? The, the, the Gentile life is something to a Gentile soul. And like I said on last Saturday, right, we're talking about the nature of a gent- the Gentilic nature. The Gentilic nature is a, or the Gentilic state is a dumb state. It's a dumb realm where, when you say dumb means, what's it called? Foolish. It's foolish. But uh, the foolish doesn't really explain what I'm trying to say. But dumb is, is foolish. It's, it's dumb. It's empty. There's no wisdom. It's not wise. Right? And that is the Gentilic state. That is what you refer to as the... What caused that dumbness is as a result of... They give themselves to vanity. Vanity. I mean, yeah. it's nothing. They give themselves to dumbness. Mm. Mm. Amen. Amen. They give themselves to what? Dumbness. To dumbness. Mm. Dumbness is what this word painted to you, which is nothing, what that they are preaching to your soul to anchor on. Wow. For example, mm. you know there's a way they tell you go and get a car. Mm. And when, you know, getting a car is not the problem. Mm. As long as that problem is not where your safety yes. is. I say safety. You know, there's, when you say safety, there are different places where we have safety. safety. Yeah. Because the soul by nature likes to dwell in a yeah. safe place. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah. And that is why there's a distinction between your, being your safety, mm. being in the arms of the flesh... Or in the, in the arms of the flesh. Or your safety 
being in God. And your safety means he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. Now, that secret place of the Most High is actually a place of safety in the spirit. Right? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. And let's begin to move forward. So a Gentilic, a Gentilic soul is a soul that works in the vanity of the mind or still working in the darkness that is inside. Yeah. You can be born again yeah. even though heaven has re- they, they turn off the candle and put a new light but you are still living by the light which has been saved in the soul. Because where they move life from is from the spirit into the soul. So the spirit of the man, the life inside the spirit of the man is moved into the soul through the light that is in them. Amen. So when we move forward in here, he says, having the understanding darkened, being alien, see, 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 having the understanding darkened. See, understanding. Means you are standing on something that you understand. So you are standing under a, a, a resource, mm. under a frame. Mm. So you are is is a resource is, is a is a resource is being given to you, which you you use as your strength, which you stand upon. Mm. Which is why Paul began to say, "Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might." Mm. Be strong in the and be strong in the in Lord and in the power of His might. Amen. Let's go further. He said, having the understanding that being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Oh Lord Jesus. Because of what? Because of the blindness of the heart. Time is going. I'm taking, I'm, I'm just taking my time to explain these things. What I'm explaining is the flesh and blood realm. Why, of course, that can't inherit the kingdom and why it can't. Right, so, when everyone now begins to call a man unto repentance, the first thing is they get you born again. When they get you born again, then they now load you with gift. Why? Because they want to make you spiritual. But you can't be spiritual as flesh and blood. Flesh and blood can't be spiritual. Flesh and blood is flesh and blood. That which is of the flesh is flesh. That which is of the spirit is spirit. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Right? Meaning that a flesh life bets flesh. And as a result, that flesh can't, there's no way that flesh can inherit the life of God. Now, there are things that the flesh life is saved under. Sorry for, for spending our time. I will try my best to to round up soon and if God permit you know I don't I don't know 
if heaven is going to allow us to continue from here, I'm just trusting God for strength and for wisdom. Amen. Amen. And they are, they are teaching us to understand the difference between flesh and blood and then spirit. If you are still, or let's just say, when you are still in, when you are still a babe in the Lord, your dealing mostly will be with flesh and blood. Will be with what? Flesh and blood. Amen. 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 Most of our dealings is still flesh and blood. Because even though you are accessing spiritual things, your disposition towards God and in understanding is still carnal in a way. Because you use your strength to fight demons and fight spirits and fight enemies that try to war with you. Right, all the enemies that doesn't want my progress in life, all the enemies that doesn't want me to progress, all the enemies that block my progress, let heaven destroy them. Oh, all the evil that heaven used to, all the men that uh, used to stop my progress, that sorry, that Satan used to stop my progress, Lord, begin to. That, that's not that's that's not your problem. That's not your problem. This flesh and blood. It's actually raised and perpetrated by life or by a spirit. You notice they say here that in verse uh, 17, says, I said, therefore, that's why the Lord, yes, for me, walk, the man. verse 18, it says, having the understanding darkened, having the understanding what? Darkened. Now, here's a problem. How did the understanding become darkened? Is it the work of a spirit? The soul, don't just take things and take it and take it like that and use for life. It needs light. Does it? Like I said, like I was explaining earlier, it needs light. It means a candle must be lit or must be lighted. Abby? Yes, that English correct? They must light a candle which begins to inform the soul. When you talk about candle being, uh, when you talk about candle being lighted or being lit, eh, you, you are talking about spirit instructing men. Right? Now, when you want to talk about this world, don't, don't look too much to who created the system. You know. Of course, the manifestation of those spirits is what you see in the natural. Right? Yes, but when you now begin to see that these things actually came from somewhere, the day I saw it in my heart, I'm like, Kai, so this is where the problem is coming from. All the wisdom you have acquired, eh? or everyone you have be, you have acquired, and not just acquired, you inherited by just being given birth to, came from a wisdom, isn't it? Came from a life which is perpetuated by. Spiritual wickedness. Hmm? I say perpetual by spiritual wickedness. Those ones, they are they, those ones don't deal with this word. They they just they just come for reinforcement if need be. 
they have their, you know, when generals, they have, generals will have, you know, they have sect of soldiers they control. Now, that is where we will come, uh, we'll begin to define why we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Amen. In Ephesians 6, we will now see in verse 12, begin to say, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. You must, you must do all it takes to escape this phase. Why? Because you are not putting your weapon to the right place. Yes, you are not fighting well. In short, you are not even fighting. You are not fighting the good fight of faith. Yes, fighting the good fight of faith has nothing to do with fighting demons. Fighting the good fight of faith has something to do with fighting spiritual wickedness. Spiritual wickedness. Right? But this spiritual wickedness, you know, like I said, is, is just a higher, those ones are higher. But when you come about, when you talk about flesh and blood, it's actually a realm of the world. It's a realm of what? The world. So when you not talk about the world, love not the world, not the things that are in the world. Now, this world, this what we call world, is actually called is actually a wisdom, which men inherited from spirit, which they now begin to, when they begin to embody the life from those spirit, they begin to express the worldly life. And of course, they express the worldly wisdom. Isn't it? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Let me go further. In verse 12, it said, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world. See? Paul is giving us a wisdom here. Don't wrestle. Don't wrestle. Don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Means move up. Move up. Move up from flesh and blood dimension. Move into being spiritual. Move into edification. Move into what? Edification. How you wrestle against spirit. Not flesh and blood. Is by edif- being edified. Yes, sir. Yeah. If you are not edified, yes, you don't have ru- you don't have tools to wrestle against yes. spirit. Yes, sir. You don't have what tools to wrestle against spirit. Do you, at that state, you only have two to wrestle. <laughs> you only have two to wrestle against flesh and blood, oh. but you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Don't don't deal in matters. Mm. That would steal your building. See, the 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 the, the best the way to grow. See, what as, as what what everyone uses flesh and blood dimension to do is actually make us to grow. And how you see when men have not grown is when flesh and blood begins to manifest, they begin to wrestle against flesh and blood. That's a sign that they are still babes. It doesn't matter how much we, how much understanding you have when you are when you are when you are warring, and all your war. You no, know, you can be spiritual, but warring against flesh and blood. Or what I mean by that, you know, you might have come into dimension of God's mercy where you're beginning to hear righteousness. You're beginning to hear the word of God. 
Or let me use this word: the word of Christ, which needs to dwell in you richly. Right? You are beginning to move into dimensions. And your, your soul is being elevated from from flesh and blood, flesh and blood, flesh and blood. It's being turned into stone. You need to turn the flesh and blood into stone so that you can edify it. If the flesh and blood has not been raised to be a stone, you can't edify. Because you don't lay foundation on sand. Where you lay foundation on is the rock. Your foundation, that means, so that rock state is a foundation state, of course, right? That rock state is where they now begin to build a beauty, where they begin to lay a foundation, right? No other foundation can any man that, that which is Christ. Mm. Behold, I laid in Zion a foundation, right? Behold, I laid in Zion a foundation, a stone, which means the soul must be raised from manifestation into edification. But edification don't start until you move from flesh and blood to become stone. And becoming stone is becoming spiritual, which is the beginning of receiving life. A child of God that has not been turned to stone has not started receiving life. You may be receiving spiritual substances, you may be seeing visions, you may be seeing, you may be receiving prophecies, you may be receiving word of knowledge, you may be receiving all that, but you are not yet spiritual. Yes, sir. All that are called manifestations. That is why you see people who can prophesy, people who can speak in tongues, people who can do many things, and yet there is a fault, there is a fault in the nature. There is a fault in the nature, and they don't have answer to it. Uh, no answer. Okay, how can we? Okay, they, they, they now begin to try many things. Okay, I think okay the problem is that um, people can't just uh, uh, stop lusting against women. So therefore, every every lady dress up, um, uh, cover your body. I'm not saying it's not you should not cover it. Please do. No, I'm just saying that you know I'm not talking about measures we put in place yes. to deal with a spiritual problem. But using, using dark understanding as a tool to solve the problem. And here is a state that many believers are. In the sense that, you know, even though by God's mercies, we have come into dimensions whereby we are hearing righteousness. But we are still using darkened understanding as wisdom. But because we are receiving spiritual things, in a way in our mind, darkened understanding seems so like a spiritual wisdom. But it's not. Because we've not acquired the righteousness enough to come into judgment. You can be so ghosted and yet your wisdom is carnal. Hmm? You can be so ghosted, enter spirit, see into the spirit, prophesy, speak in tongues, interpret tongues, and yet, what's happening? Your wisdom is darkened. And that is why we need to also pray for mercy, mercy, mercy. I don't, you, you don't want to be in a state, and I don't want to be in a state where naturally you feel a sense of safety just because you, know, you do certain things. No, 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 no. 
take heed. Let everyone that think it is start take it less before. If you are too confident in yourself, it's a problem. Whereby every 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 of your leading is correct is a problem. Why? Because by the reason of growth, <laughs> God, God is not unrighteous in the way he designed things. You know, that, you know that the reason why God will put you under someone? Yes, sir. Is for you to learn. Yes, sir. There are some things you yourself, I'm sorry, who just learn by yourself? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. Then you not see. You notice even in the individual things that we read, you, know, you began to talk about masters. Mm. How masters should deal with a servant, our servants should respond to masters. They're actually talking about a spiritual response in the spirit. You notice that this thought in chapter 6, eh, when you talk about masters, it didn't really start like that. That thought actually starts from chapter 5, where we began to talk about husband, love wife, wife submit to your husband. It's actually just talking about a, a, an order of submission in the spirit, a design that God has raised. God did not even say just because uh, God, God himself had to raise Christ as a head which the body fall under. Right? Then they began to bring that design from the spirit into the natural. But Satan has perverted men's understanding to the point that husbands don't want to love wife. Wife don't want to submit. Whatever, whatever, what, let me, let me say this. Whatever fight submission to your husband or loving your wife, whatever fights that, that, that disposition is not Christ. No wisdom in Christ fight submission. And no wisdom in Christ fight loving. Because the end of Christ is charity, which is the love, which connects you to the love in God. Right? So which means, both submission and love is actually the same commandment. If you ask me, when I say so, is love birth submission. It's love that gives birth to submission. And every man should examine himself. If in your soul, you are fighting submission, what you are using for life is flesh and blood life. Because it's the flesh and blood life that fights submission. Why? Satan has taught flesh and blood to always find safety in self. So anything, you know what, you know, submission fights self. Because what submission is demanding from you is to relinquish yourself and submit. No one would ever submit without relinquishing self. Yeah. Yes, sir. To me, submission is other than to love. To me, submission is way easier than to love. It's way easier. Because love is a higher demand. It's a higher commandment. Because it's also possible you can submit without loving. In the negative wisdom. No, that's the way you say you submit without, without, without a sense of love. But there's no way you will come into charity and you will submit without love. It's impossible. Yes, but it's possible where you begin to x-ray submission outside love. 
But that one also comes from the darkened understanding which raised the world. The problem of this world is not, is not too much. It's just spirits that taught men. They are called rulers of darkness. There's a reason why they use the word rulers. Which means their, their strength is to rule. How they rule is in darkness. When you say rulers of darkness, they, it does not mean a witch that is standing in one coven and saying, Oh, all you children of Ogolongo, may you all die now. No. That is not rulers of darkness. Rulers of darkness, and they don't show themselves. They are, they are not in manifestation. They are in edification. Because they also edify men. You know they edify men? How they edify men is they give them understanding. That is why, they come, that's why, that's why men come into darkened understanding. How you begin to see expression of darkened understanding is you begin to walk in the vanity of their mind. You are, alien, you are alienated from the life of God. Eh? Through what? Through the blindness. Eh? Through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. <laughs> Do you know that what brings blindness is actually ignorance? Say ignore. Ignore means you don't see. Ignore. You don't see. When you ignore something, when you are ignoring something, it's like, it's like it's, you don't see it. Ignorance breeds blindness. So Satan breeds ignorance in men. How? He taught men how to ignore God's life. It is true ignorance that men actually become alienated. Why? It becomes foreign. When you ignore something for a long time, after a while it becomes foreign. foreign. Or let's just say, when you, when you leave, you left Nigeria, now you came to Canada. In a way, Nigeria right now is foreign to you. If they refer to you, they call you foreign brethren. Mm. <laughs> because you are foreign. Mm. The life here is different from the life there. Mm. You are, the life you are in Nigeria is different from the life here. Mm. And here too, people in Nigeria, they are considered foreign. foreign. Because when you came here, you were a foreigner. Yeah. Yeah. Abi, were you not? Yes, I'm a foreigner. I came here as a foreigner. Then I began to work on papers to become permanent. Before you be, you are not a for you are a foreigner for a while. Now, now here's the yeah, Thank you, Jesus. Now, what makes you a foreigner is not the fact that you are actually new in the land. It's because there are a lot of things that is that you are ignorant of. <laughs> what makes you a foreigner? It's not because you are new. It's because you are ignorant of many things. Yeah. Now, you are no longer a foreigner. Well, after a while, when you have become knowledgeable about the land, then you are no longer a foreigner. You can be in a land and be a foreigner for life. All you have to do is just go there. Don't learn anything. Just, just live there. Live in your house. Don't go out. Don't learn anything. Sit down. Eat. Sleep. Eat. Sleep. Eat. Sleep. Eat. Sleep. You'll be a foreigner. 
Why? Every time you go out, they will always be telling you eh, how to how to go from here to downtown is to take bus 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 forty nine bus fifty two. Mm. That that's the sign of a foreigner. Someone that has been in a land will know a foreigner how? By the ignorance that is in them. Yeah. How? Because they don't have, they don't know many things. Mm. They don't know, they don't have. Now, you know, people will be saying the ignorance that there is not, it's not an insult to a police, so I'm just talking about. Just naturally, you have a sense of not knowing what is in the land. Yes. Right? So, as a man living the life of flesh and blood, mm. you are foreign. To the life of God. When you even when you move into God's life, you are still a foreigner. They not, be, they not began the process of making you a citizen, which means you have to become permanent residents of the land. When you become permanent residents, then you now have to go through trials and become permanent residents. The permanent resident state is different from a citizen state. A permanent residence in this state is someone that has come into the kingdom. A foreigner is someone that is just seeing the kingdom. A foreigner is still flesh and blood. But there is an elevated foreign state where you are no longer flesh and blood. You are now rock. When you are moved into rock... Is when edification begins. That is when you now begin to learn the life of Christ. You begin to learn what? The life of Christ. Now, what that life will begin to do is to begin to heal ignorance. And it begin to open sight. So that you are no longer alienated from the life of God. I will see in the process. So, flesh and blood is... They that are in the beginning, they were redeemed. When you first heard eh, of the gospel of your salvation, you received the earnest of your inheritance, which is the salvation eh, of the salvation, or let me call it the repentance unto salvation. Mm. So there's repentance unto salvation. So the first step is repentance, where you first believe. When you first believe, You've just been introduced into a world that you don't know. You are a foreigner that they are beginning to heal your ignorance. When they heal your ignorance, your blindness will be healed. Your blindness will be what? Healed. As a result of healed blindness, then you can now begin the process of turning into stone. You can be flesh. You get born again, you are still flesh and blood. You are not stone. <laughs> now, I now read First Peter. Quickly, I think I'll just stop here because of time. We we haven't or, or should I should I explain? No, I think if I, if I if I begin to go further, we'll spend more time so that because I'm I'm, I'm coming from I'm still explaining that flesh and blood dimension. Amen. So, I read uh, Ephesians chapter. Is it Ephesians? Oh no, sorry. Uh, talking about Peter. It's Peter. Sorry. 
First Peter chapter 24. Amen. Mm-hmm. But let me read from verse 22. It says, See ye have purified your soul in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that ye love one another fervently. With a pure heart fervently. Verse 23. Being born again. Not of corruptible seed. But of incorruptible. By the word of God. Which liveth and abideth forever. Amen. Why? See, for all flesh is as grass. For all flesh is as grass. A grass is flesh and blood. Amen. For all flesh is as grass and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. Which means all the glory that flesh life can give you is something that is corruptible. Which means it can't last. It is not ever. It does not abide it. It does not live. It does not abide. It does not live. It does not abide. The what are, how you come, how you know the property of flesh is that it doesn't have the the grace to live nor abide. Flesh life doesn't have, doesn't flesh life doesn't have grace to live or abide. Amen. Then it says, for all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. So the grass withered. The grass what? Withered. And the flower thereof falleth away. That, that, the grass withered. When it withers, it means it is devoid of life. <laughs> when anything is devoid of life, it won't abide. Then what happens when it's devoid of life? For all the flower, as the grass withered, and the flower thereof falleth away. Which means, when the life is removed, the glory will disappear. When the life is moved, the abiding nature or characteristics is removed. Amen. Said, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which is, which by the gospel is preached unto you. Oh Lord Jesus, thank you. Now, I just saw something here. He said, but the word of the Lord. You notice he's not saying the word of God. <laughs> now, which means it is the word of the Lord that will turn you into stone. You leave grass to become stone. So, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. That, which means the, the intent of the word of the Lord is to make you an enduring soul. Or is to make you an to build you into an enduring stature. The beginning of an enduring stature is the rock. You know a rock can last years. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, when you begin when you how, how do how do rock tell me how do rock form? Mm-hmm. Hmm? You know it's actually sand that becomes rock. Isn't it? Sand is what becomes rock. When you break rock down into this minutest form, you see sand. You won't see stone. You won't even see stone. You see sand. Hmm? You see sand because a sand is a is a rock that has not been 
glued together by the enduring substance. What glues a soul is our enduring substance, which is called life. What glues the sandy nature to form it into soul, into stone, is called life. They begin to introduce you into the life of God. You are no longer alienated. They begin to make you a lasting stature. Now, that means they will now begin to combat stature that does not like being raised. Because that is the beginning of edification. What is edification? It means you are putting together. The beginning of edification is actually when they begin to turn you from grass to stone. Or they begin to turn you from flesh to stone. You hear here, flesh. All flesh is grass. Flesh and blood. When they begin to turn you away from the life of the flesh to the life of or to his, to his lively stone. Let me use that word. They make you a lively stone. Because that stone has begun receiving life. What will this life begin to do? This life will begin to war against yes, things sir. that make you alien. Yes, so which means, what makes you alien? Through the ignorance yes. that is in them. Abi. Through the ignorance, through the ignorance that is in them. So what, what makes you flesh is because you are you are you are you are you are ignorant of a life. When they want to turn you from flesh, whereby the reason from turning you from flesh is to build you into a stature. Whereby you have grace to withstand the winds of doctrine. You can withstand what? Winds of doctrine. When you, are, when you are not raised, when you are not raised, when you are not a, a manifesting soul, does not have stature against winds. Now, it does not have stature against flood. It does not have stature against rain. Doesn't have stature against rain, doesn't have stature against flood, then it doesn't have stature against wind. Why? Because when they want to start building you, they start with the foundation. They start with what? The foundation. That's why they have to repair foundation. And you remember that statement? It said, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Because the righteous can't do anything without a strong foundation. If the foundation is faulty, righteousness can stand. Because the building of the foundation is actually the learning of righteousness. When you begin to learn righteousness, they are beginning to repair your foundation. Because you actually have, you have a foundation before, which is faulty. Which righteousness can't build on. That's why if the foundation be faulty, what can the righteous do? What can? Because there is nothing they can do. Therefore, heaven needs to now bring their own rain. They need to bring their own flood and wash away the old foundation through the water of Christ, which is the washing of the water by the word. Right? Which, if you read in verse, in verse, in this Ephesians, verse 5, we'll see when you're talking about purify it, right? Talking about purifying the body, 
in verse 26, it says that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water by the word. That he might what? Sanctify and cleanse it. The process of sanctification is the process of bringing the water of life to you. They bring water. They bring water. They bring water. So, that, you, you remember Christ was saying, saying, God, don't take them away from this world. Keep them in this world. Sanctify them by thy word. The sanctification is a process too, which leads to redemption. The beginning of sanctification, right, is when they are beginning to turn you from flesh to stone. And what does that mean? That means they are raising you, they are turning you from manifestation to edification. Manifestation can't stand wind, like I said earlier. Manifestation can only can only give a little strength to the soul. You can't be established in that strength. Yeah. Although when you have manifestation, you know you can be turned and your, your soul is, is receiving so much anointing, so much oil, so much fellowship of the spirit where you are speaking in tongues, you are praying, you are dreaming, all kinds of things. And that is, you know, that's where we should always be careful. That realm of dream is a, is a very tricky one. That's how you know that realm is even faulty too. Right? You know you dream. Not that you can't dream, you can't dream. Hmm? But your, your leading should never come from a dream. <laughs> now, but the reason why God gives dreams is because we've not grown in stature to a point whereby we have enough stature to descend judgment. So because of that, and that is how every believer starts. We all start, when we start in our journey, you know, God will give you dreams, God will give you different things. But that doesn't mean that because you are growing, that you stop dreaming. That doesn't mean so, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mean that, oh, because now I'm matured, and know minds will be running, oh, because I'm there, it doesn't mean I'm a baby. Wait. Just because you are growing doesn't mean you stop dreaming. Mm-hmm. Everyone can stop it, though, mm-hmm. if, they, if, if they so chose to. But me, I know for sure they, they stop it to some degree. But when there's a need, they can bring it. Yeah. It's all this realm is designed by the Holy Ghost, yes. right? Yeah. But one of the signs that you are still a babe is you begin, all, all your leading comes either from a dream or from, a, I hear, ah, God said to me, this, that, that, that. Mm-hmm. Even though God said to you, you journey into a yes. stature where you, be, you begin, to, begin to discern the intent of the instruction. Okay. You need. You then know what you. Uh, you know why. Okay, okay, okay. May, you may not know the reason, but you know why it, it is. It is possible to do so. Yeah. Right. Now the reason for, like I said, the reason for yeah. last week, the reason for manifestation is to get the re- ah. Thank you, Jesus. Is to get us to a point yeah. whereby we can begin to work with faith. All those things is the introduction to faith. Because true manifestation is when you begin to learn the word of faith. Which tells you, whoever asks whatever will get whatsoever. Whoever gets whatsoever. Right? Whoever, anybody. And, and I can tell you this. 
that even a non-believer can use it and it will work. Yes. Well, because it's not discriminatory. Whosoever will get whatsoever. That is why all those teachings you see here in the world, where they say positive thinking, you know, positive thinking is, is a darkened understanding of faith. Positive thinking, that doesn't mean you should not be thinking positively. But you know that positive thinking is not a teaching of Christ. It's a teaching of the world, yeah. which they made look. So, you know, you, know, you might be in the, in, in, in the world and, you know, or maybe you are in a place where they are teaching and all, the, all they are talking about. Oh, have positive, positive thinking is different from knowing what the will of, the, of God is in the scriptures. They are two different things. Of course, the will of God in the scriptures will make you think positively. But positive thinking is a philosophy wisdom. Those are philosophies. There are philosophies, Satan carved, both good and bad. He's a master builder. He builds the good ones and the bad ones to make you think there's a difference between one and one. But it's the same. Without wisdom, you realize, you think that those two are, but they are the same. Is the is the philosophy of this world that created positive thinking? Hmm? All those doctrines they are they are also doctrines because it's through doctrines you raise a soul. So spirits begin to give doctrine to soul through darkened understanding. Then they begin to work out doctrine, work out doctrine, work out doctrine. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this wisdom is what teaches you how to care for yourself. Think me. Think me, think me. Any thought that is fighting, think we, is a problem. Yeah. Every thought, no matter how justified it is, that is telling yeah. a soul, don't love your wife. Wife, don't submit. If you submit, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. That life is actually trying to cheat you of a spiritual inheritance. Now, you notice I said the two. Love and submit. Mm. Those two, they are, they are instructions mm. of charity. It's, they are instructions of charity. They are charity commandments. Mm. And that is why, but here's the secret. A husband can't dwell in love mm. if the husband has not come into understanding. Why? They said, dwell with them as those with understanding. So a man ought to have understanding eh, before getting married. And also a woman should build the submitting nature before they marry. That doesn't mean that, you know, if you are married and you don't have it, now it's a problem. No, God is helping each and every one of us, right? I'm just, I'm just saying according to Bible. Because we are still learning. Eh? We're still learning. I'm still learning how to love my wife. Mm. Mm. So there are mm. teachings that heaven is just outlined in the, in the spirit. Mm. Now, if you want to see where, where is the easiest place to learn those two, I'll tell you it's in the church. Yeah. That is why it is important for souls to serve in the church. Yes, Don't just be a church goer. Pitman maker. Mm. Don't just be what? A church goer. Don't just be. I, I don't think it's okay to be in a place where you are not selling. I don't think so. You won't. 
I, I can tell you, you won't grow. Mm. You won't grow. You ought to be serving. Mm. You put yourself into service. Mm. So, no, there are so many doctrines we've learned. Oh, whatever I serve. So, see, God is much more important in the process than the outcome. Yes, sir. Because sometimes you may be thinking, oh, if I, if I submit, you know, if I go and serve in the church, I may not be able to do things or works. Mm-mm, it's not about that. Go, when you are in the church, go and submit. You have a pastor? Submit to your pastor. You ought to what? To submit. When you are in, in, in the church and you are, you are not positioned properly, you are not a submitting soul. You, 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 you notice that you begin to find fault in your foundation. Your foundation. Yes, you, 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 you would have a faulty foundation. Your, your rock won't be sure. Your rock, you won't, you won't it turn into rock. Mm. You know, is there a space? Is there a place in between rock and mm. sand? There must be. I know there's all kinds of rock, sedimental rock, igneous rock, you know. There are different formations of rock, right? <laughs> Maybe you come into the weakest one. Hmm? Where the sand is just about forming, coming together to come into stone. But that kind of sand, mm. is it sedimentary? Yeah. That kind of, that kind of sand, can't withstand rain. Wind is even too much. Can't withstand rain. You notice that rain alone can cause, can cause erosion. Flood can cause erosion. Just that the erosion of the, 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 the magnitude of the erosion is different. Souls should, should not say, oh, because I'm doing something, I can't, I, I can't serve. You should, you should say, put yourself into service. Submit mm-hmm. under. That is where you begin to learn submission. submission. Yes, sir. Every young soul, hmm, where you are, sow yourself, submit. Mm-hmm. Put yourself into the what we call labor mm-hmm. or love. Wow. Mm-hmm. I can tell you, one of the things God saw, and I know it in my heart, is God saw my love and faith towards the saint. Just like Ephesians 1, when he now began to say, I, ne- I never said to make mention of you. I, how? God saw my... When I started, I served in the church. Even, they, were, they, 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 they called me all kinds of names. Hmm? Maybe church... You know, I used to drive church bus that time. Different all kinds of names. You know, I, was, I, I was like an houseboy in church. Hmm? Those things are service that everyone was seeing. To many, you know, what this guy today is, but heaven was marking grounds. Heaven was marking, and then after a while, they now began to pray for me. That the eyes of my understanding being enlightened. Yeah. Hmm? It's called labor of love. Like we read in Hebrew, it said, God is not unjust to forget all your labor of love. It's not unrighteous. Because it will reward you with righteousness when you begin to see your labor of love. That, what we call, that labor of love Right, that I'm referring to is, is, also, is also in a way this tallying with I have seen your love and faith towards the saint. So you should have labor of love. You will see if you don't have labor of love and you begin to move into righteousness, you have a faulty foundation. If by design you are not just you don't have a serving nature, you've not saved. No, serving is not you serve, and you know there's a way you are serving, and you want something to just be in a way. No, true service is not you want something to be your way. Is service means you want something to be the way that your head wants it. 
That simple as that. But many of us, we come into different natures whereby we, we have, head wants something this way, we want something that way, we are now, we are clashing head. Then we begin to begin to raise bitterness in the heart. Why is that? Why is that person raising? Why is that person you know, wanting this? Ah, that person doesn't have wisdom. Why are you doing things this way? Eh, okay, go ahead or continue. Everyone is looking at your airing. Mm. Even though they are beginning to introduce you into righteousness, they will withhold things. Things that can launch you into reward. Spiritual reward. They begin to, when they begin to see men that can't love their wife or wives that can't submit, they will begin to, those things fight fullness. Because they are commandments of fullness. Love and submission, they are commandments of fullness. There's no way you come into fullness, you won't come into love. Because you come into charity. Then you come into charity out of a pure heart. One of the reasons for service is to ensure you enter pure heart. Because purity of heart is in different state. There's the purity of heart outside the kingdom. There's the purity of heart in the kingdom. Each of those purity of heart is to launch you into the next phase. When you come into purity of heart in flesh and blood dimension, you move into the training of being becoming stone. And you, be, you, are, you are beginning the next phase of journey, which is raising the edifice. Raising the what? The edifice. They begin to raise the edifice. They begin to begin to edify you. And there are things meant for edification. Which only a rock can learn. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I'll just I'll put a post to it here today. I think I've tried, Abby. I hope uh, um, I've been able to speak the mind of the Spirit this morning. And uh, as God help us, we'll see how God will lead us in our next meeting. Let us begin to thank God for today. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We appreciate you for your loving kindness. We magnify your love, magnify your name. We glorify your name. Thank you, Father. 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 Let's just begin to respond to the Lord. In any way, the word has addressed our hearts today. Let's just begin to respond to the Lord. In that aspect, Malita, Abrevenenu, Shita, Ekrito, Ebrenemetiste, Ebritemenita, Ebritemenita. Ese, ese, lete vregededoshtia. E prasilia, e prasta, e prasta, e prasta. E masetele grace dovenemoshilia. E zelia, e zelia, e zelia, e zelia, e zelia. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Exelino mostefelina, exelino mostefelia. Exeta, 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 exeta. Thank him, thank him. Let's appreciate him today. Let's begin to respond to the law. Let's respond, let's respond. Masete, Eprata, Exelia, 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 Exelia. Endofolita, endofolita, endofolita. Endofolita, 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 Ebrada Boshe. Ebrasete Bodomoshete. Hebra Kalita Vanimosete Henimasete. Hemasete Hebra Lapishetim. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for 
your understanding this morning. Amen. We thank you for the unction of your spirit. Thank you, we thank you for your explanation of Amen. the limitations Amen. and the cost of and the, and the cost for the need Amen. to be edified. Amen. Thank you for Amen. explaining the need to move into yes. edification. Amen. Thank you for X-raying uh, our faulty foundation. Thank you for repairing them by your word. Thank you for exposing us to the truth of your word. Amen. Even for to begin to understand, even to begin to journey into light. Amen. So be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. I Heavenly Father, we pray this morning that by the ministration of your spirit, you begin Amen. to baptize every heart Amen. into graces that will begin to exalt our soul in every aspect where we are still grass, that you begin to cause strength to turn to stone in the name of Jesus. Father, you would repair the formation of our foundation. We know you are able. There is nothing impossible for you. Even if we have a faulty foundation, yes. you are powerful and able even to begin to Amen. move and remove Amen. and begin to replace Amen. and begin to establish our foundation. But I will pray that by the mercy of your word, you would, ex- you would give grace to, for our heart to move into the spirit, even into edification of your word in the name of Jesus. That we will be raised an edifice, an edified building, even for the habitation of God in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that you begin to increase our understanding. Father, you, you won't just hear this, but you will cause our hearts to be baptized into understanding yeah. of the need, even for the soul to move yeah. into growth yeah. in yeah. the word of Christ in the name of yeah. Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you've answered us. Yes. Thank you, because you begin to enlighten our Amen. understanding in your Amen. life. Father, Amen. we appreciate your love. Yes, Thank you because you've answered our prayers. Oh, For in Jesus' mighty name, we You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwell between the cherubim, shine forth.